Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Mental health conversations are hard. They're getting more common, but they feel like a big deal when they happen. My guest today, Kengo Adachi, is a mental health advocate that's trying to make mental health talks and conversations more casual, more frequent, and more helpful. This one is going to be so good, guys. I love Kango. You want to listen to this. But first, got to pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So I got with me here Kango Adachi. Kango is a mental health advocate that wants to make talking about mental health more um, more casual, more frequent. Not a huge deal because um, something we can talk about casually and often Throughout his life, he has battled with depression and anxiety while also sharing his story. He loves working with youth and lives by the quote, be who you needed to be when you were younger. Kengo loves his dog, Sishu. Um, Shiso, there we go. Candles, being in nature, talking, eating at fun restaurants, traveling, singing, and watching Survivor. He's the GM of the first Wetzel's Pretzels, powered by you. The- thirst food truck welcome welcome kango to the show thanks for coming thank man. you no thank you so much i'm so stoked about this i love what you're doing and i'm very excited to talk to you today i i, I am so pumped as well so kango how the heck are you where are you coming at us from i'm good i'm coming out of mill creek um seven in the morning to talk to nate me and me they are very busy people and so we made it happen for you guys um i'm doing really well just busy as can be, um, bringing pretzels and smiles to everybody around Utah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, you are. <laughs> so I had no name, no idea. Your last name was Adachi. I was a fool and thought your last name was James. <laughs> Most people think that actually, because all my social media is James and stuff. So it's kind of my little, little secret, I guess. So you're not alone in, <laughs> in being surprised in that. <laughs> Well, I am so glad you're here, man. So tell us a little bit about your story. How did you end up in this space? Yeah, so um, I grew up kind of, so I grew up with my mom and my sisters, and it, it was always just kind of like I had to figure things out on my own. And growing up, that's really a really hard thing to do. And that's why I love that quote, be who you needed when you were younger, because I feel like when I was younger, I didn't have somebody like me that was like hey man it's okay to talk about these things it's these feelings that you're having are are things that a lot of people go through and here's kind of how to combat it and go about it um so when I was in eighth grade so I was like kind of like a big man on campus in junior high I was eighth grade president like everybody was always like oh yeah KJ's always always laughing and smiling he never has a uh trouble in the world but actually inside I was just I was really struggling and I felt like I was kind of different than everybody else I felt like I maybe just something was wrong with me and I just had to deal with it and at that time I um I decided I wanted to take my life because I figured the world would be better off without me and that I was 
everybody was all in on this thing that I just like didn't know and I just felt like I was playing a different game than everybody else and I um, got in a really dark place and had some hard things happen during that time and um, I felt like I knew that um, well I didn't know I like wrote notes and I had a plan and I decided hey I want to go to school one more time to kind of in my mind say bye to people and so I went um, to school, kind of had my head down. Like, usually I'm not one to show my emotion. And like I said, I'm always happy and smiling and um, being crazy and stuff like that. And I was very quiet that day and just kind of like was very, I don't know, in my own headspace. And there was this one girl, I wasn't even really good friends with her, but she just kind of looked at me and smiled in the hallway. And for some reason, I knew it was going to be okay. And so um, I'm a big kind of advocate for like that girl is like the reason I'm here today, the reason I was able to meet you and like talk to you and be able to talk about mental health. And I feel like it's the little things, right? Those little things that for some reason give us hope to keep going. Um, I don't think it has to be this huge thing. And that's why I say like, I like to um, have talking about mental health be something casual, something that we can talk about. And it doesn't have to be this huge intervention, crazy thing of like, oh my gosh, we need to, we need to fix this person or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. um, so I've just been helped a lot throughout my life, um, with, uh, my depression, my anxiety, um, that I, I want to do the same for others, just be who I needed when I was younger. And so I go into um, high schools and junior highs and stuff and talk to them about the importance of just like looking out for number one and caring about um, your mental health and talking about it in a way. I was like, yeah, I I did want to kill myself. That's a very real thing. I went to talk to a junior high last week and um, I was there to talk to them more about leadership. But I let them know, I was like, I was in eighth grade where you guys are right now having these very real things. Like if we're avoiding talking about it and we're all waiting for this like big moment where we talk about it and fix some per fix some person, quote unquote, um, we might miss out on it. And these are very real things that people are going through and they need to be helped and talked about it. And it's all it's those little things, you know. Absolutely. Holy crap, dude. Well, I am so happy that that girl smiled at you and that you're here today, man, because you you are a light in a very, very dark place sometimes, my man. Um, And I know that sometimes sometimes the people holding up the brightest lights have the deepest darkness within them. Um, And so it goes to show that, you know, shining your light for someone, it really does help. So Mm -hmm. why why on earth is it so hard? Why is it so hard? to talk about mental health. (laughs) I mean, it's getting more frequent and it's becoming more of a spotlight, but it's still kind of a big deal. Why is it so hard and uncomfortable to talk about our feelings? I think it's interesting. I think we all as humans have this, sorry, my dog's gone crazy. He wants to play. He's like, what the heck? Um, I think we all as humans, we all understand how hard life is, right? Like we all do because life is hard and that's kind of just the only constant we all understand that but for some reason we don't talk about it and I think it has to do with just the culture of like just being perfect and not having challenges and um 
just be like, well, just deal with it because we have stuff to do. But none of that matters if you're not doing well, right? If you're right. not, if you're constantly living in this hell of just like this world of your own, of you're just like, I am miserable. And I think a lot of it has to do um, with just like, oh, something's wrong with me and like the stigmas behind it. And I've dealt with so many of those things where it's just like, oh, they're just lazy. Oh, they're just sad. Oh, if they just worked out more or if they just like mm -hmm. talked to like whatever. And I think people don't understand a lot of the time unless they're, they um, suffer from it is that these things are not just like things to be cured. Like something yeah. I say all the time is like depression is not just sadness. And sometimes people are like, what happened? What happened? You were doing so good yesterday. What happened? And it's just like, that's what it is, you know? And rather than taking somebody as they are and just being like, okay, well, how, we, how can we make it better? People want to fix people and yeah. people, and it's scary. And so that's why I feel like a lot of times people don't talk about it because it is something that is not talked about casually. It's not like, hey, how are you doing? It's like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm doing really, really bad. Like, I'm not doing really good. And we can talk about it there and be like, oh, hey, me too, man. Or like, oh, I've gone through that. Rather than that, we keep things bottled up. And a lot of times things don't get addressed. Oh, man, that is so true. It kind of makes me think <laughs> of The Office. Bear with yeah. me. Um, when Michael is like, trying to prove a point to everybody so he gets up on the roof and and Dwight's like isn't depressed just a fancy word for bummed out and Michael's like Dwight you ignorant slut and I'm <laughs> yes. like you know sometimes sometimes that's what I feel like like right as like as a mental health professional I'm like guys no that's not what it is. yeah <laughs> it's not something to be cured just like you said so honestly what are some of the stigmas and challenges that you noticed as like loved ones try to be allies for you and you're like Nah, don't do that. Please do this. <laughs> I think a lot of the time it becomes more about the person trying to help and them feeling good about that. Oof. Um, and that's a hard truth, but I feel like that does happen a lot is these people want to like do it by their terms and like, oh, let's go do this or that. And they don't really listen and be there. And they think they put too much pressure on themselves and they're like, oh, I need to be the superhero that comes in and takes them off to Target and makes them happy and buy them whatever, whatever. But I think <laughs> a lot of times it's just like, you just need to be there, you know? Right. I feel like the most most help I've received and the most help that um, I feel like I've given to other people is just being there, just listening, really listening and being like, hey, I'm here for you, whatever you need, what do you need? And a lot of times in just like our society, we don't actually like really, really deeply think about what we need. We think about, oh, what what is traditionally helping other people is like, oh, is it food? Is it money or like whatever mm. like that? If we really take a second, it's like, what do you need? And people are usually like, oh, I don't know. Like, no, but what do you want right now that you think that would be something that would make you happier or help with this situation like do we just need to sit here and stare at the tv do we need to play video games do we need to sit in silence whatever somebody needs but a lot of times people don't think about what they need because they're so worried about the other person because when you're battling these things of 
depression, anxiety with these mental health things, like you're in such a different headspace and you're worried about other people as well. That mm-hmm. at least that's how I um it manifests with me. And so I think just like my biggest advice for like people trying to help is just like really listen and ask lots of questions and just see like what you can do. My my biggest thing is like what you can do, the best thing you can do in the next moment to make you happy, whether that's eating some gummies or if that's laying on the floor and yelling or something, whatever you need. I love that. Cause I, I, I totally agree. It's, it becomes about the person helping too many times yeah. where mm-hmm. they try and make it about themselves. Like I'm going to show you just how Christ like I am. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. am going to end. And it all of a sudden the person who's getting helped, it falls under the back burner. Yeah. Um, Exactly. And I think like so often people want to end at some conclusion. Right. And I think that's why it's important to talk about it. And it's important to talk about it when like for me, it's important for me to talk about depression, anxiety when I'm doing well and when I'm doing not well, because I think people need to realize that, again, we're not people to be fixed. Like it's not it's not going to be one text conversation. Okay, tell me everything that's going on. Tell me how you're feeling. And then by the end of that conversation, come to some conclusion, A plus B equals C type of thing. And suddenly everything is better. It's not like that, you know? No. Not no. Like that. So what can we do to change? How can we be better? And how can we, how can we check in on those people that, I mean, if we have an inclination, I don't know how so-and-so is doing, but I don't want to make things worse. How, how can we be an ally? Well, I think if you just listen to that right now, like if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're already doing amazing things because you really care and you want to know about people's stories and how to help people better. But I just say do just just do just like Nike. Just do it. Just do something. Yeah, just do something, because so often we get so caught up in our own like little anxieties and our own little oh, like I I don't know how to go about this. And that's why I want to make these conversations more casual and more often, because if we make it in our head to be this huge conversation that we got to sit there and prep for, and we got to make sure we're saying the right thing and all these things, we might miss out on just those conversations. We might miss out on just smiling at somebody in the hall and saving somebody's life. You know, we might miss out on that amazing conversation they're like oh I don't know it might be weird I don't know this person that well like oh like somebody else has like they don't have time or somebody else can talk to them I say just do it just just freaking do it just reach out in any way show up as your imperfect I don't know what to do I don't understand self and just try just be there just show up and like I think the biggest the the greatest thing that you can say to somebody who feels alone and feels like the world's against them is just like, I'm here for you. Like I am something I say often, even when I'm not talking to somebody that is battling mental health or anything like that, I tell them, this is the most important thing to me right now. This, you are the most important thing to me right now. Not looking at my phone, not um, worried about the future or the past or anything, just like really looking at them like you, Nate, right now, like you are the most important thing to me right now. I was talking to you right now. Like, if not, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And so just like showing up and just being like, here I am. 
I love you. I don't know what to do. I'll be honest. And I think a lot of people think they need to be a professional at all these conversations, but it's just like, I'm here. Yep. I'm here. I love you. And I care about you. Whatever you need. We can sit here in silence for eight hours, but that's way better than not being here with you. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> for reals though like it doesn't need to be some professional conversation guys mm-hmm. you know it, it, so many people get so caught up in worrying about doing it wrong that they don't do yep. anything at all yep and and that and then then we do nothing exactly uh, and and that's not what we want y'all just no. go out and do something um something. You, you mentioned like you know being there not looking at your phone not doing that stuff um how much harder has social media made it for us to be kind to ourselves I think it depends. I think every, I know that every single person's feed is different. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of set myself up um, in a way that's just like, I only follow like things that are going to serve me, like people that I love, people that I am interested in, people that are going to uplift me. And so because of that, amazing, like, you know, we're, we're able to talk and um, I'm able to learn so much from you all the time with all your posts and all your stories. And I think so often, like we might demonize like social media, but social media is just like the phone, right? Right. It's the same thing. You can use it for good. You can use it passively or you can use it for not so great, just like coping mechanisms. So I think what I try to do is try to focus a lot on the good because so often, like people will tell me things about social media that are terrible. And like, I get it. It's not like I'm like, oh, what? No way. Like, right. I totally get it. But you are in control of your uh, feed. I know there is something that you said um, a little bit ago that was like, unfollow like four people right now. And like, you don't even have to unfollow them. You can mute people. Like, yeah. if you're scared about that, there's all these tools to set you up. If you really like take a second to, you know, pay attention to it but I with with your question about where um how social media has affected people I think um in it's all kind of how we look at things and Mm, I kind of look at things as I spent so long and I still do um I spend a lot of time just like feeling like I want to be something else and Um, I've really been working on that with my self growth is like, I am me for a reason. And I, something I tell myself and so many others is you are the best you in the whole entire world. Like there is nobody better at being you than you at any given moment. And sometimes people think of that as just like, oh, you have to say that or whatever, but it's like, no, you literally are the best you in the whole entire world. There's nobody better at being yourself than you. And so like just I don't know taking pride in that and not comparing right because we can we can't change who we are like as much as we want to we I think a lot of us want to I think there's a lot of things we like to change and be someone else and look at somebody else but what we got to realize is that's a moment right so like I throughout my whole life have been so involved she said, stop. Jeez, he's like biting me. No, the dog's going crazy on his arm over here. He's, oh, trying to give, he's giving us this great moment. And she was like, oh, I will eat you. For real. When I think he just likes being on podcasts, maybe. Because I was on a podcast with Stan for Kind. And he like 
bit through my arm. I was like bleeding. By the end of it. <laughs> I was like, come on. Um, but just like understanding that um, you are you and that's amazing. And everybody should see that. But also understanding that like, oh, that's where I was getting at before she said was being crazy is that like I've always been kind of like the one that seems like they have no problems, always positive, all these things, but that's just not the case. And you only get to see on social media, a fraction of somebody's life. Yep. And I think so often people think this rule doesn't apply because everybody seems perfect, but it's like, no, everybody is not perfect. I know we're all, we're all screwed up. Y'all we're all screwed up. Like, absolutely. And absolutely. And, and I love what you, what you said, like you're in control of your feet guys. And it, yeah. so just at any point, if you find that you feel like your mental health is declining um, because of what you're looking at, maybe just do, check yourself a little bit. See if you're following anybody that makes you feel worse about yourself and stop putting that crap on your feed. Um, and try to find people that put positivity out there. Uh, like freaking follow Nate over here. Like he's <laughs> awesome. And so try to find people who are going to be uplifting, find accounts that are gonna talk about mental health if you don't get to have that in your circles like try to find those people because they're out there you know yes absolutely they're out there that is i i love that i love that i i, I agree so many people including me um do demonize so, social media a lot especially for youth i when we're talking about social media for kids i'm like y'all get off um mm. <laughs> mostly just because I, social media is like a big magnifying glass like it, it yeah. amplifies what's already there yeah. um but there's so much good out there. There's so much good. It's a magazine that you get to curate. You get yeah. to decide what is in there. And so put some good stuff in there. Um, yeah. Dude, I just want to say thank you. You're an incredible yeah, person. You are. Thank oh, you. my gosh. Um, hopefully, hopefully those who are listening to this podcast, we can get more and more conversations that are chill, that are casual, <laughs> that are. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not doing great. I'm depressed. And that's me right now. And that's okay. And, and to combat the, and to push past the stigma and like work towards this. And I feel like this is like being an advocate and like breaking the stigma is to not laugh after that. Cause so often people do is just like, how are you? Like people will try to talk about casually and be like, how are you? It's like, oh, you know, just depressed and anxious as always. Ha ha ha. And then everybody's like, ha ha ha, me too. And um, that just happens so often, especially amongst kids because they don't know how to talk about it. Right. Um, and like when those opportunities happen, like asking one more question can help so much. Just asking one more and be like, oh, well, like, let's talk more about that. Can, can you, would you mind telling me more about that? And they would just be like, oh, I don't know, like this or that or whatever. And then that's where you can start the conversations that are changing because nobody ever asked more than that because it's just like, oh, like now it's awkward because they were brought up depression. And so we all have to kind of chuckle at it or something like that. And that's what I mean about making these conversations more chill and casual is like, oh, well, like, why? How come? What's happening? It's like, oh, this or that or something. And it's like, oh, well. Let's go get some ice cream and just talk about girls or something. Hey. <laughs> you know, whatever you yes. need to do. Yes. I, yeah. that is my man. Yes. No. <laughs> I absolutely. So, all right, dude, how can people see what you're up to? Shameless plug time. Um, I would just say you can follow me on any social media of Kengo James, K-E-N-G-O James. 
Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much how people. You can catch me on the Wetzel's Pretzels powered by Thirst Truck. Um, and yeah, my social media for that is can go from thirst, and then you can follow Wetzel's Thirst Truck Utah. Um, but I would love to interact with anybody that wants to keep having conversations like this, or just wants a friend, or wants some um positivity with some realness behind it um is kind of what my social media tends to be but yeah and it's awesome guys so um all those links and tags will be in podcast description so go ahead and follow him guys check him out he is wonderful um and like i said all that will be in the podcast description for your daily dose of positivity make sure to go follow me on instagram at bulliesbe.gone um, and if you'd like me to come speak at your event, email me at bullies.speaker at gmail.com or DM me or email Liz at savethekids.org. And all that will be in the podcast description as well. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids a eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.